How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Let's make sure we're doing that. Be. That would be good. Yeah. Oh, oh. So I just got done having a Madden tantrum. A Madden tantrum? Yeah, I was playing Madden, and uh, I'm, I'm, I've got my own quarterback. I started his career. His name's Vince Danger. Vince Danger. Vince that Danger. is a uh, that's a pro athlete's name if I've ever heard yeah. one. Yeah, he, he's you know he's he's an up and comer. He's an up and comer. <laughs> sure. uh, I, I started him on the Packers because that's my team, but I'm playing Madden 13, so it's literally like my quarterback Aaron Rodgers just like at his fucking peak so like I, I couldn't outplay him so I had to get traded um on the Car- uh, I'm on the Cardinals now but I'm their starting quarterback and we're uh we just beat the Packers and have a better record than them so suck it oh shit well the Packers fucked up by swapping you I'm telling you um but yeah I just lost to the 49ers and threw a tantrum and turned the game off instead of saving it you know the huge rage quit it <laughs> yep rage. like fuck this shit rage quit yeah it's the end of the game i'm driving down to win and they intercept the ball in the end zone and i was just like yeah fuck you yeah. oh that's so frustrating yeah yeah anyways but um i tiled three bathroom floors this weekend wow yeah now i know how to tile floors um so you're just like growing to your list of uh your skill set. I, I'm really thinking about when I move to Florida, I might look into like a handyman license or something like that. That's like really good pay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because her dad, uh, Miranda's dad said even if you go to like retirement homes, you can do work for them. Like you're not allowed to charge more than $20 an hour or something like that. But Still, $20 an hour, that's like that's nice, and especially for Florida's living. Yeah, $20 an hour is great. Um, but yeah, so I get my own little handyman license, little Craigslist ad, something like that going, just... That'd be cool. Handyman Greg. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty cool. 1-800-Handyman Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, got a jingle already. Good to go. Good you are all go. set. Oh, man. Ooh, we're, let's see. Oh, that was laughing. I was like, damn, we're recording loud, but that was the laughing. Oh, it always spikes up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Real streaky boys went back down. There we go. Oh, so I had a panic attack on Sunday. I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, episode. I didn't do it. Oh, yeah, Anya's turn. Anya's turn. <laughs> it's Anya's turn. Anya's yeah, turn. Yeah, um, I definitely, I, so it's my finals week. Ooh, let's hear the and excuses. I my ass kicked. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I am so great with my timing. Uh, I always used to think that I was a procrastinator until I took this course and I actually found out it was just my work style and it's because I know that I can... I work better under pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the but same. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't help your mental health. <laughs> no. Like I've, I've even talked about with the episodes, like I try and get a jump and do things ahead of time. And you're like, oh, you're good. And then you just stop and like. Yeah. And then the day before you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I did with one of my finals. And it literally, it had to be a 10 minute long information video on like a lifestyle uh, medicine practice. Yeah. So not only did I have to create this 10 minute video, I had to come, I had to write the voiceover. I had to find over 
uh, 10 different sources. And then I had to write out the transcript, which ended up being like a 10 page essay. I did this all within one day. Wow. And I got a 201. I even got a one point extra credit. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. My professor was like, wow, it looks like you. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh Uh-oh. They just had a big freeze there. I'm going to stop the video. Yeah, we we froze after (laughs) your professor said. Oh, my professor is just like, wow, it looks like you put so much time and effort into this. And I was like, yeah, so much time. So much time and effort. (laughs) So much effort. Well, then you know what the listeners and I are expecting now then? That 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 same 201% (laughs) on this episode. And that's where uh, this point was leading me into. (laughs) (laughs) I had the same realization on Sunday. Like, I had three things that I knew I wanted to write an episode on. And I already had this is what always saves me is I have like half a draft already written and yeah. Sunday rolls around. I'm sitting there and I'm finalizing, finalizing out a couple uh, assignments and I'm like, oh, it's my week. And then I was like, Oh my God, thank God I already had half a script written. But then it was like putting in the hours. Cause I went back to work yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's fine. Like, you know, I can just finish it out. Like when I get home and like write it out in an hour and it'll be busted out. Well, I didn't end up getting off until like, I didn't get home until like six, six thirty, which is unheard of. Like we were, I got my ass kicked and I had a crazy migraine and my back started going out and I came home and I just started crying. I was like, I just didn't go to sleep. Uh, uh, I, but, uh, I, I, I woke I, up this morning. We crushed it. I didn't want to record yesterday anyway. So oh, I, then it always works out. As I said, I tiled three bathroom floors this weekend and, um, just a reminder, I am a six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound man. Um, I'm in some tiny little bathrooms, some tiny little spaces, you know, on my knees and it's uh it was a lot of tight squeezes. A lot of tight squeezes. I bet your body's feeling nice and tight right now. It, it was yesterday. I'm feeling better today. But um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, um, anyhow, welcome everybody to welcome. Strange People Weird Gore Fest. <laughs> ah, I, I don't know. I don't know what Ani's got in store for you today. But um, if you didn't listen to our last mini episode, then that didn't make sense to you. And um, why didn't you listen probably, to it? What's what's your problem? We did that yeah. for you. We we did that just for you. You're oh. probably thinking, what's our problem? What's your problem? Yeah, I mean that was rude, real rude. No, I I. Be- <laughs> I believe you've all listened to it. You, you know, you are our, our perfect, uh, shapely ass listeners, as we said before. And, uh, and there's nothing else you guys should be doing right now. Absolutely nothing but listening to us. Yes. And the All D20 podcast. Oh, and um, so I, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, um, and I, I haven't been able to search for it on Spotify or iTunes. But if you go to um, you're following the Bionic Limbs Instagram page like you already should be. Um, he did a little, we played some of his music a while ago. It's my friend Davey in Vegas, and he just started a podcast called Revisited with his friend, where they kind of go through old TV shows, pop culture type things from their childhood and revisit them, see if it holds up, see if it doesn't. Uh, stuff like that. It sounds really cool. It just released, Ooh. so I haven't been able to listen to it yet. But I'm definitely going to listen to it, give it another full review next week. But, I mean, Davey's my boy. That's my old bandmate from uh, when we were kids. You know, that's he, he's the man. So I'm sure it's really good. He's always been a fucking hilarious person, too. Um, big part of my sense of humor. You know, it comes from growing up with him. So 
Uh, yeah, check that out. It's called Revisited. Like I said I can't search for it yet, but I know it's on Spotify. He's got a link for it in his Bionic Limbs page, so check that out. Uh, follow Revisited on Instagram. He's got a link for all that. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm not plugging anything else today. Uh oh, Anya. Hello. Oh, thought I lost you. I, my connection it cut out like right at the very end of what you said, and I was like, oh no. Oh no! Oh no! You good? I was talking. It was bad things about you. So. Oh God damn it! Yeah, it was real bad things about you. Yeah, not, <laughs> what can I expect? Yeah, terrible, terrible things. It, it burned the connection, as I said. <laughs> well, we are gonna keep our fingers crossed that uh, our connection holds strong. Because I will tell you guys, my internet this morning was acting up. I had to restart it like three times. Yeah. So um, here's the plan for that. If you guys are enjoying our little mini-sodes, we're going to keep them going for, um, you know, for a while for the COVID. And then we are going to keep them going forever, but there's going to be a catch. We're going to start our Patreon page finally. And um, if I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to work yet, but, you know, with your donations to our Patreon, that will re-give you access to our little mini-sodes every other week, and that'll be your little bonus for being our little, our little Patreon, uh, you know, Person. Little Patreoners. Yeah, little Patreoners. Um, <laughs> and, and then with that Patreon money, we will get Anya a better internet connection. Yeah! <laughs> um, I have a good connection. It's just, it's Comcast. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're not Comcast. They're Xfinity now? Xfinity. <laughs> um, also, with that Patreon money, um, I don't think, you know, it's not just going to be us kind of like, you know, buying weed with it or whatever. There's equipment I need to make this podcast better to work uh, via Florida to Colorado once I move. Uh, you know, soundboards and whatnot. I am doing this in a very, uh, you know, ghetto fabulous way right now. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that for the time being, but we do want to get the uh, sound quality improved and things like that. So look forward to a Patreon page coming soon, and we will keep those mini-sodes going through that. And that's what I have to say about that. All right, and now that that is out of the way, and you guys are all filled in, you know, yep. push that Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into today's episode. Jumping into today's <laughs> episode. Woo! All right. I hope you guys got your diver suit on and some swimming sunglasses, because we're gonna dive in deep. Yeah. Into uh, what is known as the Radium Girls. Radium. Radium Girls. Radium Girls. Interesting. Yep. Sounds like, sound like a sweet band name. Actually, uh, on that really quickly, uh, my Haiti, my roommate, she works with this guy. His name is Walter. He has a great, actually, Dungeons & Dragons podcast, oh. funny enough. Um, I can't remember the name of it, so don't shoot me, Walter. But he was over here on Sunday when I was running through it. I was going to write the episode on, and he was like, oh, shit, I actually, one of my friends has a band, and they have a song called Radium Girls, so we can... Oh. He gave me permission to we can plug him in at the end of the episode. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was like, word. They're like a cool kind of like um, punky, I, wouldn't, I don't know what genre you'd put them in, but they're called the Nightbirds, so we'll plug them in at the end. Fucking but, A. Fucking A. Fucking A. Uh, back onto the title of Radium Girls. We are discussing the case of the Radium Girls, which took hold of America in the early 1900s. So... 
1898, Marie and Pierre Curie, two of the most prominent pioneers in researching radioactivity, discovered the element radium. Radium was interesting due to its ability to glow in the dark, and as Marie noted, these gleamings seemed suspended in the darkness and stirred us with ever-new emotions and enchantment. As one would expect, the radium craze was soon on after this discovery. After it was observed that radium could treat cancer, many people mistakenly thought that it could also be used to treat other diseases as well. Because, I mean, we're America. We don't like to research shit. We just like to make claims and then yeah. research it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duct tape works for everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, a small dose can treat cancer. It treats everything. Everything. Well, it's a miracle drug. <laughs> of course, uh, you know, give it to America. It wasn't long before radium was widely considered a miracle substance sold in pharmacies for all kinds of ailments. It was also widely believed that radium could prevent aging. And so companies started banking on uh, banking on this theory and they started selling radium toothpaste, radium cosmetics, and even radium water. Like people were digesting this shit like it's nothing. That is insane. Right? And it's crazy because wow. now, if this is 100 years after, we're like, y'all are fucking crazy. But at the time, they were told, it's a miracle. Like, newspapers were posting it everywhere that everyone should be consuming radium. That is fucking crazy. Right? <laughs> Very fucking weird. They're fucking well, putting it in the water like fluoride and shit. A lit, like, radium toothpaste, radium water. That's why the whole debate on fluoride, I'm sorry, but things like this make me question. Yeah. When we put other shit and stuff, because I'm like, okay, you guys, yeah, I, I get it. There are claims saying that fluoride is good and this and that, but it's like fluoride and water, overconsumption of things are bad. Yeah. And now let's go to this where they're like, radium's good. Yeah, And right? they put radium in everything. And then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely off-putting. Yeah. Um, well, here's where our story begins. So, the radium dials. American inventor William J. Hammer went to Pony and obtained a sample of radium salt crystals from the Curies. That's a badass. That'll be my next football player, William J. Hammer. He'll be like a he'll be like a linebacker or something. <laughs> um, hold on, pause really quickly. Little black cat just woke up. I gotta put her outside. Oh. You're just gonna start me out at this goddamn yep. storm. <laughs> yep, yep. Little bastards. One second. Come on, Kiki. All right, final Jeopardy. Wrestle the black kitty cat down. Yeah, I was deba okay. debating whether or not to leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> leave it a little elevator music. Who knows? Might get sampled out. Right, you know, Anya fighting with the cat and Greg doing Jeopardy music. I go to sleep too. <laughs> All right, where was that? You will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Hammer time! <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was at. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, hammer time. All right, so. <clears throat> William J. Hammer, American inventor, he went to Perry to obtain a sample of radium salt crystals from the Curies. Now, Hammer discovered that by mixing the radium with glue and zinc sulfide, he could make glow-in-the-dark paint. What? Oh, shit. That's so cool. Now, this huge discovery would soon be used uh, by the U.S. Radium Corporation to manufacture wrist, wow, wristwatches with radium-painted dials. 
Okay. Advertisements for the product, which they called Undark, how original, <laughs> boasted of how it was all made possible by the magic of radium. U.S. radium would also receive government contracts during World War I to produce watches and airplane instruments for American soldiers. Okay, so it's like... It's like kind of cool, you know. They're making some glow in the dark paint for soldiers. They're telling Americans to consume radium. Shit's yeah. going great. You know what I always hated? You know, I I caught the end of you know wearing watches for purpose. Um, they they they'd make those watches and the hands on them would be glow in the dark. But do you know how you have to make them glow in the dark? You have to have light shining on them for like a minute yeah. first. What's the fucking point? <laughs> like, what if? I'm stuck in a like a cave and I don't have any. Yeah, like, I need to see it in the dark. Like, I gotta. That wasn't put in the. Yeah. In the vein to get me to buy the watch. Yep. But eventually they came out with watches and you push a button and like the back part illuminates and that that was that was good stuff. That was good stuff. And I was like, okay, now you guys are making stuff that actually yeah. is yeah. proper. Yeah. Sorry if anybody can hear my dog slurping water. I don't know if that's coming through. But, but that, that's what <laughs> that weird noise is. Yeah, that's what that weird noise is. If anybody's hearing. <laughs> Today's uh, a day of weird noises. <laughs> yep, yep. Strange people, weird noises. <laughs> oh. But All anyways, right. that's my, my uh, old person watch rant. Well, you keep that rant because you might have a new thing with glow-in-the-dark watches by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the corporation set up factories uh, primarily in New Jersey, but there was also some within the Midwest, uh, primarily like Illinois area, and they recruited a dozen of young women to paint the watch dials. Now, they recruited the young women because, like I said, it's World War I time frame, so a lot of the men had been drafted out to war, um, so most of America's population was women. That's going to be their workforce. And, of course, you know, it's just art. Of course they're going to hire the women to do that. <laughs> Now, no safety precautions were taken, of course, because it's just paint, right? It's just fucking paint, yeah. And you're yeah, you're, already, you're already drinking the radium anyways, so. Yeah, so, like, there's nothing to worry about. It's yeah. cures cancer. Yeah, cures cancer. <laughs> um, that you're getting. An estimated 4,000 workers were hired to paint, uh, to paint these watches with radium. I wonder if this paint now, had lead in it, too. It's just like a double whammy. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it past them. Right. <laughs> Dial painting was considered the elite job for the poor working girls, as it paid more than three times the average factory job, uh, which was then the current rate of pay for painting 250 dials a day was about a penny and a half per dial, which is equivalent to 29 cents in 2019. And those lucky enough to land a position ranked in the top 5% of female workers nationally, giving the woman financial freedom in a time of increasing female empowerment. Of course, taking time or taking into consideration the time that this is set. Like I said, a lot of men were drafted out. This was a huge, like, prominent time within the women empowerment movement. Hmm. So it was like, oh, shit, we get to work, and we're a part of the 5%, and, like, this is an elite job. This is a great job. I mean, depending on how long it takes you to do the hands, 29 cents per set, it could add up. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're... And a lot of the times, these women... um, it was kind of word of mouth, and so they would have their friends work with them. They would get their siblings to work with them, and so they would be sitting next to their loved ones or their friends throughout their work for or throughout their work shift. So it was just like kind of hanging out, and you get to paint. It was a hmm. good job, and you're getting paid really good money. You're getting paid. 
Well, each of the painters mixed uh, her own paint in a small crucible, which is like a small container, and then used camel hair brushes to apply the glowing paint onto the dials. The brushes would lose shape after a few strokes, so the women were the women were encouraged to lick their brushes Ooh. to keep the tips pointed and prevent the paint from drying. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. By the end of the day, the women themselves would be glowing from the radioactive paint on their clothes and their skin. Now, Harvard physiologist Cecil Drinker investigated the factories uh, later in time, and he reported dust samples collected in the workrooms from various locations and from chairs not even being used by the workers were all luminous in dark rooms. Their hair, faces, hands, arms, necks, dresses, the underclothes, and even the corsets that the dial painters wore were luminous. One of the girls showed luminous spots on her legs and thighs, and the back of another girl was luminous almost down to the entire waistline. Damn. Yeah, it gets fucking worse. Now, many of the girls working here found it fun to paint one another, with many of them purposely painting their nails and lips to mimic the appearance of makeup. And at the time, this all just seemed to be the ladies having some fun while at work. And, you know, because there was no claim showing the harmful effects of radiation poisoning, a lot of the women would wear their, like, nicest dresses, and so they'd go into work, the dresses would get the radium on it and then they'd go out to the dance hall later that night and they would be glowing and so they were like a sight to be seen huh jesus interesting until one day somebody's like oh marjorie you painted your lips today no no what do you mean oh they're glowing (laughs) well it's weird that you just say that because uh now throughout all this the company assured the woman that their work was perfectly safe that was until 1922 which Molly Magia, <laughs> you got the name pretty quick. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> pretty it was closely. Close. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Magia was a dial painter at the United States Radiant Corporation in Orange, New Jersey. And she had to quit the studio because she was sick, yet she didn't know what was wrong with her. Her trouble had started with an aching tooth. Her dentist pulled it, everything was fine. But then the next tooth started hurting. And also had to then be extracted. In the place of the missing teeth, agonizing ulcers sprouted as dark flowers, blooming red and yellow with blood and pus. They seeped constantly and made her breath absolutely foul to smell. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just the picture that that put in my mind, I was like, oh my God. And this is like, we're touching the tip of the iceberg right now. Oh, man. That's why I said, get your scuba suits on, because we're going deep. <laughs> oh, gosh. Welcome back to Strange People, Weird Horror Fest. <laughs> I even went with a story that I'm like, okay, it's not as morbid. It's not as, like, ugh. But then I was, like, actually writing it out. I was like, god damn it. Yeah, it, it sneaks up on you, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, this is cool. And you're like, oh, this is, this, this is dark. Yeah, because you get headlines and, like, you, you're like, oh, this is... This is a cool little... Th- oh, fuck. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. Uh, so that wasn't all of it for poor Molly. She suffered aching pains within her limbs that were so agonizing they eventually left her unable to walk. She was almost completely disabled. The doctors thought it was rheumatism, and he sent her home with a simple prescription of aspirin. Now, by May of 1922, Molly was absolutely desperate. By this point, she had lost most of her teeth, and the mysterious infection continued to spread without her bo- throughout her body. Oh, my God. Her entire lower jaw, the roof of her mouth, and even some of the bones of her ear were said to be one large abscess, but the worst was yet to come. No. 
Oh, yeah, this is what's going to make you be like, oh. Going back to her dentist, her dentist probed delicately, delicately at her jawbone and her mouth. And to his and Molly's horror and shock, the jawbone broke against his fingers. He removed it, not by an operation, but by merely putting his fingers inside her mouth and lifting it out. Only days later was her entire lower jaw removed in the same manner. So her lower jaw literally disintegrated. Oh, my God. My my heebies have the jeebies. Like, imagine your dentist going in and, like, I mean, talking about your tooth, it's like, okay, but your tooth is already gone. Going in and just lifting out your fucking jawbone. Oh, God. I just had one of those um, all-your-teeth-fall-out dreams the other night. Oh. They're so... I was... I just... I went back to work, like, for the first day or something, and... All of a sudden, I just bit down, and all my lower teeth just crumbled out. Oh, that's, like, the worst dream. That texture. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was just, I'm just freaking out, you know, like, not knowing what to do. I was, like, trying to collect them and stuff. <laughs> Put them in the bag for the tooth fairy. Yeah, I was like, it. oh, I think Miranda came to help me, and I was like, I need it. It was just, it was, it was a bad dream, yeah. It's Any, a bad dream. It's a bad and, dream. unfortunately, Molly was living this bad dream. God, that's awful. That's reality. That is... <laughs> Awful. Oh. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Molly was literally falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she wasn't the only one. By now, Grace Fryer, another dial painter, was having troubles with her jaw and suffering pains in her feet, and so were the other radium girls. Oh, no. Within a few years, dozens of these women began showing signs of unknown illnesses, the human body mistakes radium for calcium. So, as they were licking their paint, as they were licking the tips of these um, paintbrushes, they were consuming small amounts of radium. And over time, it was building up within their body. And so, their body, instead of depositing calcium ions into their bone, which, if anybody, for people who don't know, like the basic structure of bone. Remodeling and bone building, calcium is literally the core component. Calcium is what makes your bones. Calcium literally does everything for bones. Um, so the body started to mistake radium for calcium. And so instead of calcium getting deposited into there, the radium was getting deposited into their bones. Oh my God. It, it, my Causing f- them literally to radiate from within. Nobody can see my face right now. Like I am just, oh my God. I'm in awe. I, it's I like I'm shocked. This it's astonishing. I was reading as I was doing the research for this. I was just like my jaw would continue to drop, and whenever I find a really good story, I like run out and I tell my roommates because I'm like, oh my god, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they're like, what the fuck are you serious? I'm like, yeah, it's so weird. Oh gosh. Um. Other victims like Molly, though, had their bones break, teeth fall out, and spines collapse. And by 1927, more than 50 women had died who had been dial painters. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, these factories had only been open for less than 10 years at this point. Oh. So, if the women weren't killed by the same disintegrating problems that had taken Molly Magia, they eventually suffered from sarcomas, which were huge cancerous bone tumors that could grow anywhere on the body. One dial painter, Irene Laporte, died from a massive pelvic tumor that was said to be larger than two footballs put together. Holy crap. Yeah, and I mean, for anyone that knows tumors, 
I mean, like a tissue tumor, that's going to be, that's going to be gnarly. But like a bone tumor, that's like a bone spur growing out of your fucking pelvis. As big as two footballs? Two footballs. And I was looking at some of these pictures and like, I don't even know if I want to post them to the Instagram because I even, I mean, I'm in the the medical field and I was taken back. I was like, holy Mm. shit. Jeez. Oh. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words right now. It's unfortunately you're gonna you're gonna be at a loss for breath because the way that the companies reacted to these claims uh, is truly appalling. U.S. Radium and other watchdog companies, though, continue to reject claims that the afflicted workers were suffering from exposure to radium and continue to deny any responsibility to these cases. For some time, doctors, dentists, and researchers complied with requests from these companies not to release their data. At the urging of the companies, worker deaths were attributed by medical professionals to other causes like syphilis, which was a notorious sexually transmitted disease at that time. Unfortunately, syphilis was normally the number one cited reason for uh, why these women were dying, and it was an attempt to smear the reputations of the women so that they couldn't go forth in suing these companies. That's awful. Yeah. This kind of shit still happens today. And that was what boggled my mind as I was writing this. I was like, this was seen back in the early 1900s, and we're still dealing with this shit. Yeah. It's truly disgusting. That is awful. Awful. Initial attempts to receive compensation from U.S. radium were futile. Medical and legal costs were enormous, and U.S. radium was well defended by a team of lawyers and held a prominent position as government contractors and had a lot of close ties with high-ranking officials. At that time, too, radium poisoning was not a compensatable disease because it hadn't even been, I mean, all the research looking into the harmful effects had been closed out and sealed by these major companies because the money that was coming in was astonishing. Um, so radium poisoning was not a compensatable disease because it hadn't even been discovered until the girls got sick. And the women were also stymied by the statute of limitations, which ruled that victims of occupational poisoning had to bring their legal cases within two years. Now, the issue is that radium poisoning was insidious. So most girls didn't even start to be, like, become sick until about five years of, uh, starting working there. And they were trapped in this vicious legal cycle that they just they couldn't get out of because no matter when they started their case, if it wasn't within that two years, it was instantly thrown out. And they're a woman, so that's another double whammy. Yeah. And there's nothing to back up that they got sick from radium poisoning because there's no cases yet, so it's like, three strikes, you're out. I'm not upholding this case in court. Um, Nevertheless, the story of the radium girl's poisoning soon became a national sensation now, this drove dial painter Gross Fryer to team up with four other ladies and a smart young lawyer named Raymond Berry, and they eventually filed a lawsuit for damages of $250,000. But of course, there was no happy endings. Uh, by now, however, the time was running out. The woman had been given just four months to live from their doctors, and the company seemed intent on dragging out the legal proceedings as a consequence. The case was finally settled. With the ladies being so desperately in need of money due to rising medical costs, they eventually settled for $10,000 each at a $600 annual payout. Uh, Although none of them would survive more than two years after the settlement to claim any money. Jesus. But 
got a little bit of a light. Let's fast forward to 1938 when Catherine Wolfe, a dial painter, had watched this case on national headlines. Um, Catherine Wolfe was a dial painter from from an Illinois firm, Radium Dial, and she too had developed these sarcomas, yet she developed a grapefruit-sized tumor that bulged on her hip. Jeez. Yeah, like these poor women. Right? It's awful. And just, I, oh man. I just, after looking at the pictures, I was like, oh my God. And then reading more into it, and it's like, not only are you dealing with financial stress because, I mean, you literally are having to go to the doctor for all these, like, pains and ailments, but on top of it, you can no longer work. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like Molly Magia before her, Catherine had lost her teeth and had to pick pieces of her own jawbone out of her mouth. Oh, my God. She constantly held a patterned handkerchief to her jaw to absorb the ever-seeping pus that came from it. She would also have to sit back and watch her friends die before her until she finally got justice. Radio Dial from Illinois followed uh, within USRC steps and denied all responsibility to the cases. Despite the firm's medical tests proving that the Illinois women were showing clear symptoms of radium poisoning, they continued to lie about the results. They placed a full-page ad in a local paper stating... If we at any time had reason to believe that any conditions of the work endangered the health of our employees, we would at once have suspended operations. Now, their actions to hush up the scandal went as far as interfering in the girls' autopsies when the Illinois workers began to die. The company actually, uh, they sent officials to steal the radium-riddled bones in the callous cover-up to hide all responsibility. Jeez. Fucking sick. That's awful. Awful, awful. Um, Thankfully, though, this didn't stop Catherine. It was the mid-1930s when she decided to fight for fucking justice. Catherine and her friends were shunned by the community for suing one of the only few firms left standing. Now, you're probably like, well, why? Like, with all these cases coming out. Due to the time, it was the mid-1930s. America was in the heart of the Great Depression. So So it's like to sue a company. Yeah, one of the few places employing people and things like that. Yeah, so the community was like, you girls are just seeking out for attention. Like, you have no claim to be based off of. Um, This is all just a bunch of fallacies. You guys need to stop. Uh, Though close to death, when her case finally went to court in 1938, Catherine ignored everybody's disputes, and she continued on with it. Uh, Catherine also ignored her doctor's advice and instead gave advice from her deathbed. In doing so, and with the help of her lawyer, Leonard Grossman, who worked pro bono on the case, Catherine finally won the justice for not only herself, but for radium girls working everywhere. Hell yeah. Well, that lawyer's awesome, and she's awesome. Yeah, right? For her to continue pushing through. Um, and what's crazy is because they kept pushing these cases out, these girls would die before they could actually find like a settlement and close it out. Yeah. And, and so because, I mean, this is 1938, so this is almost 10 years after that first case went through trial, they're like, oh, well, we kind of see that they have, like, this timeline on them. So if we continue to just push it, they won't be able to make any cases to us. But she was so determined that uh, I'm, I'll include these pictures on the Instagram, too, but they actually have pictures of her laying from her bed, you know, participating in from this trial. Wow. And unfortunately, she did die soon after, but... Wow. Oh, what a, you know, 
that's uh, that's that's real strength. What an amazing person. Yeah, and this is this leads me into the final part, which is the legacy that these girls were able to kind of implement from this. Um, although U.S. Radium Factories in New Jersey was the most infamous case of radium dial painting, it was far from the only one. It was estimated that by the 1920s, as many as 4,000 workers were hired at these companies um, throughout the United States and Canada to paint the radium dials. And radium watches would continue to be manufactured until 1968, although safety regulations were drastically improved after these cases. The Radiums Girls case was one of the first in which an employer was made responsible for the health of the company's employee. Now, this led to huge life-saving regulations and ultimately to the establishment of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, uh, which now operates nationally in the United States to protect workers. So that's OSHA. Um, Before OSHA was set up, 14,000 people died on the job every year. Now today, it's just a little over 4,500. So the woman, they left a legacy to science that has been termed invaluable, and they left a legacy to our country. So despite the hardships that they had to go through, all we can do is take our hats off and kind of just stand in awe and give our, like, thanks to these very strong and powerful women for continuing their fight for justice. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, You know, especially, uh, you know, Miss Wolf and uh, the pro bono lawyer, good for him. And, yeah, fuck these big companies. That's awful. Yeah, and what's crazy, awful. it's like, at the time, it's World War One, so it's like half of our nation was overseas battling. Well, this. Say, I mean, you have, like, their husbands are gone from them while they're going through this. and Yeah, so it's like know. they're fighting wars overseas, and they're fighting wars over here at yeah. home. So um, you have people dying without their loved one. You have the loved one off at war not knowing that their loved one is dying and and coming home and thinking you're going to be able to you know you just you just risked your life in a war zone you're finally home you're home for good you're able to now enjoy this life with your wife and your kids and then you find out that your wife is terminally ill and dying in a year from radiation poisoning if not already dead yeah and but at the time you don't know the cause they just said it was imagine those women who were labeled as having syphilis and their husbands were deployed for a year yeah. or two off at war and come back. Yeah, it's terrible. The, just the amount of fallacies that were spread yeah. through this was insane. Ah, that's all. I, I think you just you just did the, the worst episode. The, uh, the, the really? Most, the most gruesome, ep- not the worst, sorry, the, the most gruesome. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I, I think uh, for me, because all the the teeth problems I have had through life, uh, things like that really resonate. And you know, when you started talking about the jawbone coming out and stuff, oh, you got me at least. <laughs> oh, I mean, just like that idea of like their bones complete, like spines collapsing. I think it was uh, Grace. What was Grace's last name? Grace Fire. I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, uh, Grace Fryer, she was one of the ones who, you know, she led that first case in 1928, uh, but unfortunately her spine had completely disintegrated, and so she had to wear a metal back brace to hold herself up. Jeez. And most of these girls, they didn't work in the factory for more than, like, a couple years. God, that's awful. Just awful. A lot of them, too, it's really sad, uh, a lot of these women that worked there were in their late teens, early 20s. I think 
the general age was between like 17 and 22. Goodness. And so we, I mean, they killed off. If they, if they didn't die, I mean, their livelihood got stolen from them because by the time they're in their late twenties, they have, I think, uh, one of the women who only worked there for about three or four days, she ended up suffering from two bouts of cancer and then like a lot of mouth issues. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. And, uh, that's the story of the Radiant Girls. So if there's Jeez. one thing to take from this story, it's one, these women were fucking powerful forces who did not back down in the face of, um, like in the face of a challenge. Also, a lot of major companies goes to show they don't give a fuck about their workers. They're out there for the money. Yeah. And two, really reconsider a lot of these regulations that are in place, like, I don't know, fluoride and toothpaste. They were putting radium in toothpaste. Yeah, you know. And it didn't change until the research came out, and a lot of the things that we think are so safe for us have only been implemented within the last 20 to 30 years, and, like, in these kind of cases, it takes sometimes 10, like, a couple decades for this information to emerge. Yeah, and you said, I mean, and big companies like that are more powerful than ever as far as, you know, covering up and buying off and... Mm-hmm. I mean, right? We have a businessman for president right now. He's not. He's not a politician. He's not a lawyer. He's not a. We we legitimate have a a businessman who's filed bankruptcy, who screwed people over, who names everything after himself. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow, the final message is just make sure you use your kibasa, kibasa. <laughs> use your kibasa. Use yeah. your noggin. Use that noodle. Support local business. Yes, support local businesses, especially in a time as of right now where a lot of small businesses don't even know if they're going to be able to reopen. You know, big companies, it's okay. They do give a lot of people jobs, but it's those smaller businesses that actually have your true wellness and your true, like, yeah, it's they have you in mind. Yeah, like I feel awful. There's this guy, he just tried to open, like, a New Mexican style, like, new, you know, New Mexico style restaurant and he literally opened like a month before all this happened and you know Miranda's parents went in there and they said he was like working everything himself and he was so excited to have customers and and you know his his place is closed right now and that's it's just awful you know like hopefully he can make it through hopefully he's like rent is being pushed back or something like that because um, we tried to go support him through this for like doing takeout, but he, these, you know, his restaurant's just not doing it. He probably is not able to swing that right away. You know, he was only open for a month, but there's definitely small businesses being affected. So do what you can to support them, and because supporting small businesses, supporting your local families and things like that, not lining large pockets elsewhere. Yeah, we're. You know, you may think that you're supporting a business, but in all actuality, you're only, or you're like, oh, well, I'm supporting this business, so I'm supporting the people that work for it. But it's like for those big corporations, that money is truly going to one person. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really sad. uh, And that kind of, like, took me back because radium has a half-life of 1,600 years. So a lot of these women, their bones are, like, literally glowing as they sit and sit oil yep yeah that's awful if they didn't disintegrate by now yeah that's just terrible 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 well if you made it through that thank you 
We appreciate you. <laughs> um, I, for the mini-sode next week, I am going to find the, the lightest, happiest, funniest little story I can. I promise. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm coming, coming out swinging for the, the, the fun fences. You know, last, uh, last mini-sode, I had an episode where it actually was very light. But then I, the other episode caught my attention. I was like, oh, this would be good. And then I was like, oh, that's actually kind of morbid. I was like, yeah, I mean, we're going yeah. for light. <laughs> so we're, we're going we're gonna to try and give you a fun one next week. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to help you guys get away from the morbid Hopefully. stuff. And uh, then the week after that will be my episode. And I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, I'll try and keep it. Try and keep it a little lighthearted for a bit here. You know, we, we, <laughs> we've, we've put you through the ringer here. So, um, you know, or maybe I'll, maybe I'll get back and find one of those Watcher-style mysteries or something. Those are always fun. But those, those are fun. Clearly y'all are enjoying these kind of stories because we haven't received any kind of pushback, so. There's no pushback, you know, but um, anyhow. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know, and you know what? It, so my, my Instagram, I don't know if you got it. I don't. Can you tell me the point of like hacking Facebook and Instagram accounts? Um, I mean, I think sometimes people think that they can attain more personal information. Yeah, because I'll get you know I don't know what happened with my Instagram, and it was a pain in the ass because my Instagram was hooked up to an email I don't use anymore. So, you know, I was off Instagram all week because I didn't feel like dealing with it, and I finally got it all cleared up. But, like, I'll notice on Facebook a lot, and it definitely happens with, like, older people, like, my parents' age and stuff. Like, all of a sudden, they have a new profile that's requesting me for a friend. And I'm like, I know my stepdad didn't go make a new profile. Like, he's barely even on Facebook. So I just, I I can't figure what the point is or, like, what the scam is or I don't know. But whoever just fucked with my Instagram, uh, boo. I don't even know what to say. Like, why? 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 You, you, there's nothing there. Ooh. There's nothing there. Um, you know, I, I don't think they did anything. Like, I don't see any new pictures. They might have, like, put weird shit in my story for a couple days. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But I mean, I didn't see anything weird from your Instagram. Yeah, so there's just inactivity for a week as far as I know. So, um, yeah, that's it. And uh, speaking of Instagram, you can follow us at SP Weird World. Uh, and Facebook and Instagram, or, or you can hack us at SP Weird World and Facebook and Instagram. If you hack the Instagram, just you know, stay up on the post. You know, Anya and I are not so good at it, so maybe if you actually, want, I'm pretty decent at it. You're okay at it. You're okay. You may be better than me. <laughs> maybe better than me. But um, if you want to hack our Instagram, just uh, you know. Let me know, and I'll email yeah. you some pictures, and you can, uh, you know, just Hack it with love. Google what we're talking about, put some pictures up, and, you know, do the little hashtag thing. I think that's what gets me, is I don't want to do all the little hashtag thingies. Oh, yeah. I get tired, See, I get tired of them. Like, I need to copy and paste, like, a whole, I don't know. That's what you do, is you copy, you, like, write them out in your notes, and then when you post, you just go into your notes, you copy it, and then you paste it, and you post it. Oh, paste it and post yeah. it. And then, yeah. I don't have time to. I don't have time to borrow yeah. that. Well, see, Josh was always good at like, you know, he had like thirty hashtags related to the topic of the show, then like thirty hashtags related to like Denver, thirty hashtags related to. Pop. <laughs> Josh was good at it. You know, he was a good social media manager. Um, 
until until the end. Then he started slacking. He got distracted with his music career. Ooh. <laughs> music. Ooh, look at me, I'm talented. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. Um. Um. Yeah. Follow me at Greg's Weird World. Follow Anya at Anya Daniela. Here. Uh, anything else, Anya? So, so are we um, no. playing? We're playing a song right now. You're gonna send me an MP3. Is that what's going on? It is. So uh, the song is called "Radium Girls" by the band Nightbirds, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I definitely listened to it a couple times. Was writing All the right. episode, and I loved it because they um, told the story about the Radium Girls. And can we find them on Spotify? Or they you can find them on Spotify. You can find them on YouTube, Apple Music. I'm assuming Pandora for any of those who use that. Okay, and it's Nightbirds, not the Nightbirds. Nope, just Nightbirds. That the, and I, that the thing gets tricky sometimes, you know? It does, it does, because it'll throw you off. Yeah, yeah. Just like all D20. You know, you, you want to put that the there. Right, but it's like, no. No, no. Don't do it. Jo- Joseph didn't want the the, so there's no the. <sighs> oh, boy. All right. Um, well, I think that wraps it up. We're going to take you out, like she said, with the uh, Radium Girls by Nightbirds. But before we do that, I just want you guys to do one thing for us. Ooh, what's that? I want you to go ahead and keep it They told me I was a radio.